useless abstractions that's what they all are welcome to another episode of understanding human behavior the recent wave of xenophobia in south africa has made uh, many people so riled up everybody's angry giants angry everywhere we got as bad as hoodlums uh, taking advantage and stealing things from people's shops that are in at the mall just because it's so shop right there thing is even the most brilliant of minds tend to be riled up by this like they can't see beyond it for some reason i wonder why they can't see beyond it but the reality is xenophobia racism and whatever ism is there it's just basically abstractions on the concept of planning remember when you were in school the there were rival departments to you i mean civil engineering to every other person in every other department were more or less like enemies at least to an extent depending on what's being done at the moment so it's easy for you guys to say ah i'll help this guy because he's a civil engineer and I won't help this guy because he's a mechanical engineer. Or someone to say, ah, this lecturer just failed all the civil engineering guys because his department is mechanical engineering. Yes, it's not, we, we, we won't call it xenophobia, no doubt. But then, this is basically the bedrock of what xenophobia is. Given enough time and enough rivalry, any clan or system of clans we eventually have clashes this has always been there this is africa we've always had tribal wars it's not like it's peculiar it's new it's just uh, there's the media now that makes it so popular but then ask yourself this question if you go to south africa today as a nigerian who would you liaise with other nigerians you're forming a nigerian clan in south africa it's as simple as that you're forming a nigerian clan in south africa you're not mingling enough with the south africans you have your own way of doing things that creates a division a divergence a, a, a diversity that they are probably not used to and then they see you as foreigners even though in nigeria here we don't even see ourselves as one nigeria because when we come down to nigeria the Igbos and the yorubas and houses are now very different people if you keep drilling down you see that it goes back down to the very basic which which will end up as family or a, a particular clan so it's it's really nothing to to be riled up about yes they kill people no doubt that's just the extreme cases where xenophobia racism and whatnot has become very deadly because people cannot see any form of resemblance that they have with other people remove skin color remove nationality remove um say tribe i don't think you can do that though but if you remove distance as and find a way to make everybody equal on this basis you still find out that there still will be differences there still will be fights so people will be like ah i'm part of the short gang you guys are the tall gang so we don't like tall people tall people like this tall people like that or you see forehead gang 
or you see something like um uh the the current male versus female battles that we are seeing everywhere you know women are trash men are not trash and men are trash and women are not trash these are just useless abstractions of human nature underlying human nature the need to form a clan now there are people who are not clansmen yes there are outliers like that people who are not clansmen they are part of a clan but they don't subscribe to everything the clan does i think these people are very critical they're very critical to um creating a bond between clans because they can they can see beyond uh, the group think humans are basically herd creatures and then when you meet someone who is a bit different from the herd it's part of the herd but it's different from the herd it's either the person becomes a leader of the herd or the person is just on their own as a connector between different clans then there are people that are very dominant and they become leaders of the herd or the clan the problem with such people is if they are very aggressive and they hit the other clan so much we we'll start having wars and troubles and whatnot i feel i feel the easiest way to cure clanning or to to stop things abstraction such as xenophobia and racism is to create an intermingling back in secondary school when uh, say government secondary school here a in location a and government secondary school in location b usually they usually have such clashes i've seen this over and over again when i was younger they usually have clashes like that but then if a girl say a, a a very important girl in government secondary school a starts dating a very important boy in government secondary school b we see a situation where the 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 fights are going to reduce because a lot of the gangs realize that ah, for this our guy to do something like this which means uh, we can you know get a little bit of peace at least for the time being even in in the white society i think basically this was what they used um marriages for this is what marriage was even used for back in the day uh, to to form alliances between kingdoms so two kingdoms are quarreling or fighting and then the one the king is going to say i give my daughter to your son as an extension of our friendship let's be friends instead of enemies this this the reason why this is important is you 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 when you cross match a and b you form c c is not a nor b c is both a and b in patriarchal societies they'll say okay the child belongs to the father or something in matriarchal society they'll say the child belongs to the mother but in reality genetically speaking c is neither a nor b so that gives room for for some thinking and you will like if we're destroying if, if you have five instances of a and b cross matching and stuff and you have a lot of seas and now you want to fight if you kill the seas you're not ex- you're not exactly killing a if b decides to kill the seas b is not killing a the offsprings of a b is killing both its of offspring at least in part so i think i think basically easiest way to stop to stop such happening is to create a an environment where 
it will be easy for these people to mingle mingling is key it's not about going somewhere and forming a clan i've seen i've seen clanning in every in fact if you take your time to observe you will see clanning just take your time today go to church the the guys that <coughs> the guys that are in in say in the roman catholic church will have a different view from the guys that are in the anglican church and the thing is a lot of people don't even notice that these are just abstractions use less abstractions like okay why are you so riled up that person in the catholic church says hail mary and you in the anglican church does not say hail mary did you create hail mary you did not so why do you want to kill the person for that so over time this builds up and you start saying bad blood everywhere this this is my church this is not my church this is my my gang this is not my gang so so basically i don't think anybody should be riled up by by xenophobia it's human nature at its core at its best so it's not it's not that south africans are evil or that nigerians are so corrupt that they spoil everywhere they go to it's just simply uh clans different clans trying to pour their frustrations at another clan yeah and uh i by no means condone racism xenophobia tribalism or whatnot but all i'm saying is we can drill down and find out that these are not as evil as we think it's it's part of our nature to be clan to form clans so yeah racism and yes racism is quite different from the transatlantic slave trade that's as far as i'm concerned the transatlantic slave trade was a business it's not even it has it had nothing to do with racism it's more or less um uh a transaction it, it happened for mostly economic reasons racism only came afterwards so do have a lovely day and enjoy your weekend